Stokan Football League, week four, podcast preview. Let's get started here. Move my mic a little bit, although I know that's poor protocol on the recording. Uh, should get into the excuses why this podcast is subpar right away as usual. Uh, this week, I'm going to start with the fact that uh, I got a late start. was out late last night at a little place called Dave and Buster's, which is like Chuck E. Cheese for grown folk. And uh, as, well, I don't know what the word that I'm looking for is, but we shut the place down, whatever that means. I'm not big on on shutting down uh, grown folk arcades, but uh, that's what we did last night. And it was way on the other side of creation, so by the time we got back here, and at any rate, that... Along with the fact that, uh, although my son is not here, uh, my wife is, and uh, showed nothing but disappointment towards uh, my idea of making a podcast for my fantasy football league. But at any rate, we will push forward here and uh, sum it up real quick so I can get it up on the web at a reasonable time, maybe give some uh, lucky listener the chance to listen to it before the... uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The game start. Um, I was going to make this the Don't Tase Me Bro edition and figure out some kind of way to mix in that uh, Florida student that said Don't Tase Me Bro because I think that's the funniest thing in pop culture right now. It's been, I don't know, a couple weeks. It would have been more. It would have been better to do it last week because that's when it just happened. But uh, at any rate, the uh, Don't Tase Me Bro edition shall begin in the league news not much going on uh, the power rack the power rankings are up as usual um, and the uh, biggest uh, part of those I think was the naming convention comparing teams to stores within the Stokent shopping center and first place Lordstown Lords of course being Macy's and uh, second place Scranton Dundies being the uh, Fitworks crew, of course, and uh, last place being Big Lots, and uh, second to last being Dollar Store, which was actually, there is no Dollar Store, quite surprisingly, so instead we use the Perfumery, which I think is even more appropriate. Um, that being said, I'll, I'll make a quick aside that there is a quintessential strip mall up the street about a minute from my new location in the borough. Awesome store selection everything from a flea market to a church to a karate training store whatever you want to call it and uh, a gaming a skill games store and of course you know the driver's license bureau the the post office the tanning spa the china the shanghai buffet everything that you could possibly imagine in a middle american strip mall is yours for the taking Right here in Streetsboro, Ohio. Alright, let's get to this week's match. Oh, no, wait. Let's look at the waiver wires, which aren't posted on the website yet. I assume a result of Halo 3 being released, which takes up a lot of our commissioner's time. Um, But I do have it here in uh, Google Doc format, since it was emailed out. And at the top of the list, uh, myself picking up Roddy White for $119. You can obviously see my desperation at the wide receiver position. 
I am in desperate need of a number one receiver, but that's not going to happen on the waiver wires, but perhaps a decent number three can be acquired. And uh, Roddy White, an Atlanta receiver, bought by me for over $100. I got rid of Devery Henderson. It's no surprise there. And uh, Merlot, excited about Tampa Bay's defense, spent 110 on them and got rid of the uh, dysfunctional Giants defense. Ingram, I would have preferred Burlinson, which uh, the Scranton Dundee's owner snatched up last week, but Ingram will do for a possible number three receiver or a plug-in during my week 10 uh, bye week disaster, since I, all three of my starting receivers have a bye week that week. Um, Jeff King then picked up to uh, back up my boy Todd Heap since he's apparently got knocked unconscious last week. And then we get into Mr. Garcia, picked up by uh, White Rock for $50 to an attempt to put a Band-Aid on her quarterback situation, which has gone from bad to worse with Breeze deciding not to play this year and DeLome uh, apparently being hurt. Carr, he should have picked up Carr. He's sweet. Could be sweet. Brian Greasy, another quarterback, snatched up by Amarillo and then plugged into the starting lineup against me, a la last year's uh, Capybaras. Pick up the quarterback off the waiver wire and plug him in as your starter from the Bears. An attempt to. Last year it worked out real well for her. I don't know how well Greasy's going to work out for him. Hopefully, not well at all this week. And got rid of uh, Antron, Antoine Randall L. I mean,. You didn't really think he was going to score consistently. Maybe he did. Apparently you don't, since you got rid of him. Oh, I also dropped. I, I skipped some of the drops up top. Rodell Williams, who, I don't know, people are excited about him. He's not doing anything. Miami defense, if anybody, I'm sure, will be snatched up by the uh, Akron Dinka Warriors, who are defense happy on the waiver wire this year. And then uh, Mike Anderson, dumped by White Rock Crack, who never should have been picked up in the first place. And Portland just can't get anything going with Vernon Davis. He's the uh, he, That's the cross Portland must bear, apparently in the form of the San Francisco tight end. And he is hurt again after doing pretty much nothing all season. Picked up Donald Lee from uh, the tight end for uh, Green Bay. Both scafe my table scraps picked up by Akron, uh, who dumped Jeremy whiny little bitch Stevens. His words, not mine. Jets, J-E-T-S defense, of course, picked up by Akron. Waved Washington's defense. Uh, Trent Green, three quarterbacks this week, picked up by Montpelier. And uh, Losserman, thrown to the IR. I don't know if you want to IR him or just outright release him. I guess if you've got room on your IR. And last but not least, Lawrence Tynes, picked up by Portland. Hmm. I really don't have anything to say about Tynes. Kevin Walter waved. All right, so that's it. That's the waiver wires this week. Uh, hopefully, my receivers will, one of them will pan out. Chances of a Bobby Ingram or a Atlanta wide receiver panning out are pretty slim. Which will take us to this week's... Uh, Matchups should be some good ones this week. Let me see if I can do this here.
taking uh, that don't tase me line by that guy, which again is an awesome line and created a bunch of video remixes on YouTube. Every song you can imagine. There's t-shirts. I'm just I'm telling you, it's the greatest pop culture phenomenon I've been a part of in a long time. That that kid is great. Anyway, that being said, now it now it's officially the Don't Tase Me Bro edition because I was able to squeeze that in there. Uh, and we're going to go to this week's matchups. Uh, <clears throat> start off with myself against the Amarillo Green Frogs. Of course, uh, I got a bye week with Reggie Bush, thankfully. And I'll be thankfully as well. Uh, Foster for Carolina has been... Uh, Deshaun has been playing well and hopefully will continue to do so for one more week. Uh, I put in my boy White from Atlanta as my number three receiver. Hopefully he'll be able to do better than one point by Drew Brennan, who I, if I had to describe, I would quote Common, who once said, in a circle of faggots, his name is mentioned because he did nothing for me last week. And all he had to do was score two points, three, three points. He scored one. So I can't see how White could do any worse. So he's out. I tried to do it on that new Fanball Mobile, if anybody's tried that, through your cell phone. But uh, I don't know. It didn't take. I had to do it again today. So I'll try that again. might be useful. I have I have watched the scores on that, though, and that, that seems to work pretty good on a little bit of a delay. But uh, at any rate, um, on the other side of the ball, I got Todd Heap going. I, I hope he plays. He's dinged up. I, I really don't want to put King in just yet. And speaking of Kings, Amarillo Green Frog, of course, with my dude Greasy at quarterback. King of the waiver wire pickup and plug in. Justin has put him in along with Larry Johnson and Thomas Jones. I mean, that's a good running back lineup. I think that's the first time he's used it this year, but I mean, how could how could you be disappointed with that? Um and, of course, the receivers, Kevin Curtis, Justin, hoping, hoping that uh, last week was not an anomaly. Sean McDonald, Randy Moss, the pickup of the, the draft choice of the year so far, and, and Antonio Gates. You can see why this team is 3-1. and one. they got the Bears defense going as well. Let's just hope they stumble for just one, one week here as the desperate Pella windows really could use that win. Not much going on on the bench. Uh, Johnson's on IR. Now I find out it is two ligaments that are strained or pulled or torn. Well, I guess they're not torn, but strained. So he might not be back for another two, three weeks, which is awesome. Oh, man, Albuquerque. You just... I'm going to play a song for Albuquerque at the end of this funny little podcast. Don't you worry. But... Uh, Things just can't, the ship just can't be righted over there. But uh, Lee Evans has made his way back into the starting lineup, apparently, as he will be going next to Santonio Holmes and Torrey Holt. Now, uh, Javon Walker's out, which adds to the dismay of the Widows, but might make Marshall, a, a, you know, basically makes him the number one receiver there in De- Denver. I know they're going up against Indy this week, but uh, nevertheless, I, I'd be excited about maybe playing him. But maybe it's Lee Evans' time. Maybe the new quarterback in Buffalo is just what the guy needed. Supposedly, he's a really good wide receiver, although his average of two points a week puts him right up there with Drew Bennett. 
Tory Holt. I don't know what's wrong with that dude. I think he's getting he's getting aged, and all they do is throw out little little flyers out to the sideline and hope that he can dodge these oncoming sprinting DBs from the other team. Which that offense is not working out real well for the Rams. On the other side of the ball. The Akron Dinka Warriors, who I still have not recovered from their 174-point lamb basting two weeks ago, have uh, the Peyton Manning-Lamont Jordan combo at 1-2 and have finally put Lewis on the bench where he belongs and plugged in Marshawn Lynch, the only talent on Buffalo right now, and receiving core of Joey Galloway, Chad Johnson, and Joe Jaravicious. Um, I mean, I know you had to because Colston's on a bye, but I still am not excited about Joe Jaravicious. I had him last week. Last year, I picked him up on a waiver wire flyer, and he did nothing for me. And the week before, he had caught like two touch. Or no, maybe it was week after. He caught like two touchdown passes. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe I just have bad feelings in his direction for some reason. Uh, the Albuquerque bench is chock full of outs, questionables, and probables. But Chester Taylor is making his way back into the starting lineup this week for Minnesota, so some depth at running back could be next. Um, C. Henry, that rookie in Tennessee, um, and uh, the tight end from Denver might be good waiver wire fodder next week. Might want to give them the old shoe in the ass and try to get some new blood, a little infusion into the 0-4 Aztecs team. But, uh, you know, what do I know about it? Next, Portland Alpacas. Portland Alpacas will be starting McNabb, who's finally come on. Cedric Benson, who's, I don't know, good for nine points a week. That's a shame. He just can't seem to get things started, and everything I read about him is negative. He must have, he's like, uh, what's his name, that, that, that baseball player. Barry Bonds. He's got horrible locker room personality. <laughs> People can't get enough of bashing Benson. And uh, for that reason, I've backed off of bashing him just because it's now that it's cool, it's not as fun anymore. Frank Gore, 14 points. Chris Chambers, sweet pick. I mean, how can you be disappointed with uh, Chambers, Wayne, and Mason? I heard Wayne's hurt. I mean, like... Uh, secret injury or something. I guess he, something about the way he dances around the field is funny nowadays. But uh, his 17 points average per game would tell us otherwise. Derek Mason has really turned it on this year to continue to be the number one receiving threat in Baltimore, not showing any signs of age. And on the bench, not much there. Fred Taylor from Jacksonville's on a bye. He'd be the only other possible starter I could see uh, on the other side Montpelier Maple Syrups will go with Derek Anderson at starting quarterback that's sweet along with McGahee and Jarius Norwood has not been getting the looks this year everybody thought he would be much much better at this point but uh, Atlanta's uh, feeble offense has not produced an opportunity for him to do anything since they're always launching the ball downfield in an attempt to come back from some kind of deficit uh, Crotchety, as some people have said, has become the number one look in New York, much to my chagrin, but I think that has to do with that Walt, uh, Walters or whatever that Jennings, whatever that other 
quarterback for New York that started last week that for some reason people were excited about. He doesn't like to throw to Cole, so I'm not excited about that guy, and he can stay on the bench the rest of the year as far as I'm concerned. Curry playing well. Donald Driver, of course, playing well. Uh, Crotchet, he's also questionable this week. I heard something about him being nursing some kind of injury, but I think he's a go. 49ers defense. <sighs> Scranton v. Widows. Clash of the Titans. Last year, maybe. This year, no. Carson Palmer gets the start along with, oh, a Leon Washington sighting. What's that all about? Going up against, taking your 3 and 1 record up against an 0 4 team, and you plug in Leon Washington at running back. Mm. I see why. Amon Green has a, a knee the size of a softball, I heard. So, uh, times are desperate. Deshaun Wynn, I guess it's looking good that you won that by one point because he hasn't done much since his two touchdown explosion two weeks ago. Um, so, Leon Washington gets the nod. Maybe he will get some looks against Buffalo. Wouldn't be a big surprise. Uh, receiver, the flamboyant Bowie from Kansas City, Burlinson and Williams. <clears throat> a lot of waiver wire moves. They're finding their way into the starting lineup. Well, at least Burlinson is. And, uh, whoa, Pope from Arizona's in the starting lineup as well. So a, a, a hodgepodge of waiver wire and draft picks for Dunder Mifflin this weekend. We'll see how it works out against the... Uh, Moment of silence for the Compton Widows. The owner must just be awestruck by the devastating amount of injuries his team has received this year. I mean, how can you even start a lineup with any kind of confidence? Brian Westbrook, questionable. Burris, questionable. Walker, out. He's not getting a look today, so he's still in the lineup now. You better pull him. Which leaves you with what? McAllister's on the bench, out. Morency, maybe he'll start to come on and you'll get some help from that. He's supposed to go this weekend. so. And uh, at receiver, you might want to plug in your boy Bruce, or not Carter, he's out. Or excuse me, Hackett, because uh, Walker's out. That's just, that's just a shame. It's like naughty by nature. It's not a shame. It's a problem. All right. What's going on here? Next would be the White Walk Crack, who kindly gave me a victory last week that I very desperately needed. Going with her waiver wire pickup of Jeff Garcia, along with a running back core that's turned out to be very good, if not great, Willie Parker and AP from Minnesota along with a receiving core that should be good as well. Dion Branch, Marvin Harrison. Uh, Toomer, though, is exactly that, a malignant growth on her starting lineup that should be expelled as soon as humanly possible. Hopefully uh, Reggie Brown will pick his game up. I don't know what his problem is. Some kind of slump he's gotten into that he just can't seem to right himself from. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It'd be tough to plug him in, but Toomer's going nowhere fast. Ravens at defense. On the other side of the ball, the Philly Blunts sharing my 2-2 two and two record with Tony Romo, Sean Alexander, and Edgar James, along with the receiving core of Bolden, Smith, and Williams. Bolden? 
is out. So his 21, 23 point average looks good on paper, but won't be that good this week on the field since he won't be on the field. Perhaps uh, you do have his backup, though, Brian Johnson. Might be a good idea to get him in a starting lineup before game time. I'm sure the Blunts will take care of that. And the Lordstown Lords, our only undefeated team, will be going up against the Capybaras, our uh, champions from last year. Going uh Kitna, Barber, Leonard, Steven Jackson's backup, which Steven Jackson really didn't do much this year anyway, so it's probably he'll be rolling with the same same amount of points from that position, no matter who he plugs in. Barian is playing well, furry, and TL that doesn't I mean that wide receiving core doesn't come out and smack you in the face, but it still has gotten him four victories so far, so I guess Oh, D. Jackson's on the bench. You might want to throw him back in there for Furry. He is, Furry is going up against Chicago, you know. What do I know? You're 4 0. You, that's your thing, man. I'm just watching. It's your world, Squirrel. K. Winslow, separated shoulder, still in the starting lineup because uh, his other tight, tight end's on a bye. So, this could be the week for Lordstown, but I've said that before. I won't say it again. Capybara's not putting up much of a fight against the Lords with Brett Favre. Well, that's actually a, a nice starting nod there. Dunn has not looked overly impressive this year. Maroney yeah, averaging eight points a game. That's that's too bad. He's questionable anyway, but that's Bill Belichick questionable. So that's not real questionable. Booker, Fitzgerald might get some more looks with Bolden out. Huzman Zada has a quintessential 25.7 average. He doesn't go high enough in drafts, I guess. That guy just keeps scoring mad amount of points. Crumpler, Brown. So there is some scoring potential there. We'll have to see how things work out. There's a couple Duckett and Ward are out. I just, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't understand when, when a player's out why people don't take advantage of the waiver wire. I mean, you get a free pickup. You might as well churn somebody in there to see what they might work out as. The Dundee's go so far as putting players on the bench that are nursing injuries and still getting playing time. I've seen he put Stallworth on IR again this week and he had like one look last week and he was on IR. So I don't know how that even works. Don't be afraid to put your player on IR and pick up some flyer. He might end up being a, the next uh, Marquise Colston. And that'll wrap it up for the uh, matchups this week. So without further ado, Aztecs. I'm going to play a little song here. I'm a grown man, so I understand the breaks. But drafting Reggie Bush might have been a mistake. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Hey. My friends all make fun of me when we You're watch terrible. the games. Oh my girlfriend is ahead of me in her league at work, and she just randomly picked names. Peyton Mayonnaise is so hot. It's Manning. It's Manning. Whatever. And how did you pick Randy Moss? I love green. I suck at fantasy football. I was terrible at high school football. No, you weren't, sweetie. I'm really good at drinking beer and not falling on my face. Does that include 10 minute drunk dads? I was born ready, but somehow yes. I'm still in last place. Is that why your friends call you Lloyd Carr? How do you know Lloyd Carr? I actually read. My sleeper picks will never wake up. 
It's like I have a rich wife, but she's like got me making a sinus prenup. Poor thing. Nice it's pun. the first week of the season, and already I need to make a trade. This was supposed to be my year. I wonder if I can get anything for Bobby Wade. Bobby Wade sounds cute. Don't trade him. No, he's terrible. I suck at fantasy football. You don't know Bobby Wade. I was terrible at intramural flag football. You don't know Bobby Wade. I thought I was going undefeated, but now I'm already 0-1. No championship again this year for my team, Michael Vick. Kennels of fun. See, that's a funny name. No. It's a funny name. No, it's not. It's that is so insulting to our dog. We don't even have... We have a dog. Really? No. Fine. Whatever. You win everything. You win everything. Okay. I'm going to go read about dogs.